0: You want to jam out the intro? You said it.
1: Uh, this episode is the promised year-by-year spotters guide to the Porsche 911, the, the air-cooled one. Uh, it's may be interesting if you're not into this stuff, but otherwise, I can make no promises. I don't it know. Is Jason, by popular
0: demand, it is here by popular demand of at least six people. Yeah, people ask for it. Uh, it's interesting. The, nine, the air-cooled 911 had a 30-year run. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of years. 30 years is a long time. You've barely been on this planet longer than that mm-hmm. in actual, not Derek years. Not, yes. And uh, it is pretty amazing that you can look at any air-cold 9 and narrow it down to either a specific year or a year or two or three. Yep. Um, uh, it's amazing that Porsche's constant evolution made that uh, strategy made that many right. changes. And it was so
1: incremental mm-hmm. yep. over the course of the year. This is of course the Carmudgeon show. Mm-hmm. I am Derek Tam Scott. That is Jason Camisa. We are a member of the Haggerty Podcast, H- Podcast, ha- H- H- P- Podcast Network. Haggerty Podcast Network.
0: And uh, they also have the Haggerty Drivers Club. Yes. And I have been asked to tell you that if you'd like to support this content, you might consider joining the Haggerty Drivers Club, which includes unlimited 24 7 flatbed towing on all of your classic cars, a subscription to our magazine, uh, unlimited access to our valuation tools, and more. There's a link below. Click if you like. Otherwise, stay tuned for us to do the little jingle jingle and Derek to just vomit his brains of nerd content alert sorry <laughs>
1: okay here's here's the clap
0: great this one's on you what yeah
1: which one's on me
0: the, the George Foreman thing
1: oh George Foreman yeah manufacturer of grills but not giant clams
0: Something, something his, remember we said last week his car collection is about to hit Hagerty Marketplace? Is it? Hit? It, Did it, it hit? It done, has done, hit Hopefully it. Hopefully, the marketplace is okay if it just got
1: hit by a bunch of cars.
0: Well, yeah, but they're lean because of the George Foreman girl thing and they pack a big punch or something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how but this but works. Also,
1: how can they be lean if some of them are like 57 Chevy Bel Airs? That's not a very lean car. Yeah,
0: nobody puts a lean on those cars anymore. You can't get financing oh my for that. God. Yeah.
1: Terrible puns. BMW Z8, Ferrari Testarossa. There's uh, a 129 in there. 129. Some, some cool cars. So go check them out. Interesting. 57 Maybe Bel Maybe even buy one. You want one? Do you want a 57? Oh, there was a Fuley. Actually, this is of particular interest. A split window Corvette coupe. Mm. Uh, and it's a Fuley, which is the top of the line model. That's the one to get. Those mm. things have gotten ridiculously expensive.
0: How expensive? You'll find out. <laughs> you <laughs> might you even the, answer the question for yourself, yourself if you're yeah.
1: the one who buys it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Go check that out. All and right. also make lean meat in your George Foreman grill.
1: That's I what I try to do every day. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we'll return
0: to uh, this episode of the Comedy Show. How do you turn this off? My neighbor borrowed my van and put an entire row of movie theater seats in the back. I'm telling right. you, my Vangina will swallow anything.
1: Wow. Oh, are we
0: live? <laughs> Shit. Do we know what this episode is about? Uh, my Vangina swallowing... What is this? That, is a, that is a fixie thing. Okay. Uh, you decided this episode, just like last week. I'm, well, not my absent any suggestions from my co-host, we'll do something that... I could do this episode about Chrysler minivans. I could do this episode about vintage leather seat I can make from a, the Haggerty shop. I could can, I can make a brooch. I can, I can make, make a A pterodactyl, a, a hat. <laughs> uh, but you, surprise, surprise, after waxing poetic for an hour and some odd minutes last week, have decided talk about another fucking German car.
1: Yes, well, would you like to, you don't like to talk about British cars. We could talk about E-types
0: for an I hour. I do, I could talk about SD1s. I can't wait to do the revelations on the Rover SD1. Oh yes, so you can talk about its illustrious touring car racing heritage. Yes, the,
1: the one that you learned about and I didn't. Yes. Um, there's fabulous period footage of that car also, by the way, there's a great video in in German about this guy who's like, look, it has a place to put your handbag and it has a place, the seats are so comfortable. He's talking to his wife trying, he's bought this oh, car. God. Okay, like I
0: thought he was on the racetrack and he's no, like, no, no, oh, no, I, no. Make, I make a hat, a terrible what? Um,
1: Ooh, we'll sale of pennies. And he's like talking about all of these features to his wife who's like very not impressed by the car. And then she's like, "Okay, well, it has a three and a half liter all alloy V8, and it makes this many horsepower. And she's going all like technical on Mm -hmm. him. And he's like, oh, so she does like it. But it's like this interesting role reversal, which I'm sure must have been very gauche in the 1970s 1970s. for gender roles in Germany. She knew
0: what an alloy was. Wow,
1: she's a fancy broad, fancy name. Yeah, so uh, Um, by the way, that
0: was not meant to be offensive towards women. (laughs) That was me making fun of the misogyny of the times. I feel like I need to.
1: Thank you for uh, that. I mean, if you were going to get cancelled, it probably would have already happened. You do say it's true. I your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, um, yes. Uh, so but I did read the book. There's a book on the Rover V8 that I bought. Oh, yes. Um, so on my recommendation, I yes. think, right? Yes. I read the whole book and now I have some. It's to quite read the rest interesting. It. Yeah. It was a good story. So we'll yeah. I'll get to that stuff in Revelations. I'm hoping to shoot that in January. So no, now that the car is. You know is what here, else is
1: happening in January? The episode? Oh, <gasps>
0: Really? Did I say that? Oh, amazing it may be February. Well, we're going to shoot it in January potentially. I don't know. It could be February. February. And we have a So, first of all, it could be that this episode or last week was late. So, right now, the way this works schedule-wise for my team, my production team is that the beginning of the year is was this year of 2023 was like take a nap like we took all of january down from filming we were doing a lot of stuff in the background but we had such a crazy run-up at the end of last year that we just really for mental health purposes needed to take january down and then we started filming in february so the stuff didn't really go start going up until march so we started out i think actually we only have one video at the end of march and then everything else was later so we lost a whole quarter And then this year was like, are we going to be busy, equally busy the entire year? And then nothing was available. No cars were available. And it's like, okay, there's a new Kia Optima. Can I do an icons on a Kia Optima? Yeah. Do I want to? Like, I'm only doing four of them this year. Do I want to blow it on that? No. So now all of the cars that we want to cover are coming out. And so it's currently an absolute rat race to the finish line to get, we have now two more videos to shoot next week after the weather turns. It's hopefully going to not be raining all that hard, but it's just a shitty time. So there Good is, for drag racing. Ugh, don't even start. Um, so yeah, we have one icons and one cooter ultimate drag race replay, um, left to film. We also have one, uh, we also have one of each in the edit hopper as of right now. So like this is just crazy ramp up and so there is a long-winded way of making excuse for the fact that this episode and possibly last week's might be delayed a day or two or even a week or two in the direction and so if that's the case sorry. Um, we're just in our the hair interest off. of other content at in least. the interest of yes, far I don't want to call it greater content, content that is a greater lift. Yes. Um our little glug 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 water machine has fortunately in, from the mic you can't that, hear i know but i hope they hear that hopefully the a cam jake can you put the a note in just it, all of a sudden right next to jake in the corner over there i hear blood, 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 blood. I'm like did he just shit himself <laughs> we just had a conversation on the last the last shoot one of the one of uh one of our production crew was like all right let's talk about this we were we all went for like a little rap party afterwards at this mexican restaurant and there was a a, a margarita that floored everyone basically they were like oh it just one boom and while everyone was very inebriated she was like when was the last time you guys all shit yourself in public and we're like what never and it started a whole conversation about the prevalence of uh of number two to unintended. brown accidents, we'll call it, in adult life. and uh, yeah, Unintended so acceleration. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just thought, unintended defecation. I just thought Jake had just had a, such an incident. But, it's uh, just, the, it's water just the water cooler. We <laughs> were anyway. supposed to be talking about the episode. You oh, diverted
1: fuck. off of that fuck. subject.
0: Why did you bring it back? That was, that was an expert way of getting around. Uh, no, so they, they, we're planning on, we have, uh, we, we announced this already, right? We talked about that. We're going to try to turn the episode into... No, I don't think
1: we have. <sighs> Shit, uh, it's supposed to be an icons. Yeah,
0: I the, the more I thought about it, I mean, it'll
1: be a we'll have a carmudgeon. Oh, we'll about we'll definitely, it too, a but it, too, it'll yeah. also there'll also be an icons.
0: Yeah. I just thought this man's impact on the automotive industry is far too great to squander <laughs> with <laughs> uh, mere carmudgeonage. With, car-mudgeon with, with, with mere carmudgeonage. No, I think I think there's a bigger story to be to be told, and uh, it's it's always more interesting to tell a story. Visually than it is with just words, um, mm-hmm. so obviously I want you to be a part of that episode. This is you know something that grew out of the Carmudgeon show, um, but I think it needs to be an Icons. And uh, I agree. There are a couple of cars that are pretty tough to get. Um, mm-hmm. if, if we're not going to talk about any of them, so mm-hmm. shut your fuck mouth. Um, but the one that I would say is probably hardest to get, I have. It, again, Jake. Jesus Christ! The hell did that salad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> of trying to get out (laughs) (laughs) that was again the water dispenser but christ um yeah so the hardest car to procure i think um we have at least a verbal agreement to be able to film on it i'm hoping january or february uh add a month at least to that Uh, so possibly february march uh that episode could come out um god willing weather dependent and what'd you say and lord willing and the creek don't rise that's the one so.
1: Yes, I mean, yeah, they, with that time of year, there's a possibility of Creeks going wild. Yeah. Creeks gone wild this <laughs> spring break. <laughs>
0: um, Why did we ever record after lunch? <laughs> it's lunch? either We're either silly or, or sleepy. It's one we're both. Of, okay. uh, this is
1: neither here nor there. We also have we covered that a couple weeks uh, ago. This episode is about a different Piek project, actually. Mm. Uh, people, kind of. Kind of. He was responsible for some of the engine early on
0: in this car. So let them guess. Choice A, Porsche. Choice B, Porsche. Choice C, it's Derek, so Porsche. Choice D, Mercedes.
1: Uh, oh, yes, Choice and e, engine.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake, yes. Uh, Derek is talking about the Porsche 911.
1: Yes, so we did this air-cooled 911 episode, and I mentioned there was a possibility of doing a year-by-year spotter's guide. I apologize I have not prepared a, a um, PowerPoint in advance, but we can do it after the fact with inserts.
0: You mean they don't get a PowerPoint, Derek? They're gonna be so <laughs> So upset. sorry
1: to deprive you of the PowerPoint. Mm. No, but we'll, we'll do it visually with inserts afterwards. So basically the, the discussion is how do you do a year by year spotter's guide? Like I can look at almost any year of air-cooled 911 and narrow it down to a few um, year range or sometimes oftentimes the exact year of the car.
0: So to be very clear, Derek is doing this from memory. Uh, so you can imagine what a dinner party is like with
1: him. Oh, yes. It's Every, fucking awesome. No, everybody by... is sleeping and I'm just by myself and it's great and I don't have Wait, to talk to it anyone. could it be a
0: 67? But the 67 was the only- No, no, year...
1: 67 is unambiguous. It's very easy to tell a 67. Uh, <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Yes, uh, okay, so let me, let me ask you one thing. For people who don't give a fuck about air-cooled 911s, mm-hmm. why should this be interesting? I don't think it should be. <laughs> People requested it. I said it. Well, we weren't going to do it, and then people Yeah, but here's the thing it. is, I don't know, if 50,000 people watch every one of these or listened, or consume every one of these episodes, three of them are like, yay, Spotter's Guide. We got to do something fun for the other ones. Okay. Maybe talking about my vagina already wasn't enough. <laughs> enough fun for one, for <laughs> enough one to turn episode. Them all, no, they all left. Yes. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> um, the van. Um, okay, I I this is... Hopefully, an episode that lives in perpetuity because uh, this is—it's going to be an sh-
1: episode that gets six views at the beginning, and then as time goes so on, it will continually people, grow because yeah. the information is potentially useful to someone. Yeah.
0: And no one else. Will have uh, done I think
1: this. invariably we will have all will end up discussing the merits of the cars in a way that we sort of already did, but probably. Oh no! I'm turning it. my
0: mic off and I'm going to sleep. Oh, this is like okay. dinner party. All
1: right, Um, so early cars are short wheelbase cars. This was from the beginning. 1965 is really the first year of the 911. There were some cars built in 64, a very small number of them, but effectively 1965 is the first year. 65 and 66 are more or less the same. They're both short wheelbase cars. Uh, The most definitive way to tell one of these cars is they have wood dashboards and the 911 script is at the bottom right hand corner of the engine lid and it's cursive looking and they use the same font on the dashboard. All short wheel, not all short wheel based cars, uh, 65, 66, 67 and part of 68, the wipers park in front of the passenger instead of the driver uh, which is opposite to how most cars are. But if you see the car w- with the wipers parked not in front of the driver, then it's probably a short wheelbase car or whoever was putting the car back together did it wrong because uh, I've seen that on some late cars. Uh, and then, so if, if you see the cursive 911 badge on the back of the car or on the dashboard, then you know it's a 65 or 66. 67 is like exactly the same, but they went to block letters, which are in the middle under the rear grill. Uh, and the same thing on the dashboard.
0: Uh, and no other changes to the car
1: nothing material that you will see on the outside they did change the number of screws on the horn grill from four to two uh at one point presumably to
0: save money uh i could i just i kind of wish my dad maybe i should send a link to this Would listen to that. i just want to hear his reaction <laughs> you must be a fucking riot at a goddamn party <laughs> he would just go off i love this okay so two screws uh, two screws on the horn grills in the front uh so 50 percent reduction in screw in, in screw count
1: yes that's right um and then these cars all have green fonts on the gauges and chrome accents in the gauges. 68 is the m- most substantive change to date. Uh, we should also add that in 67, the 911 S appears for the first time. And for the first time, the Fuchs alloy wheels appear in 67. Uh, and so those wheels, which are iconic Porsche wheels, which they now like sort of make repros that people put on, or Porsche actually did put them on 997s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that design, that forged alloy design appeared for the first time in 67 and was used by the factory until 89 uh and so you know if you see a car with fuchs well people swap wheels around all the time so very hard
0: to tell s denoted what
1: s denoted higher compression ratio more aggressive cam timing uh weber carburetors you got 30 more horsepower 160 instead of 130 horsepower uh 68 is the last year of the short wheelbase and so we talked about this but the the distance between the rear wheel arch and the torsion bar cover the The taillight lenses are different also. Okay, Um, so
0: when we talk about, for people who are just listening to this, mm -hmm. um, wheelbase stretch, this is not like the difference between... uh, and a 500 SE and a 500 SEL. This is not Correct. a one foot wheelbase stretch.
1: Here. Well, yeah, I think those cars are four or five inches. This is like a two inch wheelbase stretch uh, without moving anything else in the, in the car in order to just make less of the weight to be behind the rear axle yeah. to improve the car's weight distribution. Uh, and so you go to a five and a half inch wheel. You can't tell the difference in 68 uh, and the gauges are no longer green. They're black with white letters. They look more normal. Uh, and in, in U.S. cars only, there's a, a reflector. And so if you see a car with a reflector on the fender, then you know it's a 68, and this is a U.S.-only requirement because then in 69, they redesigned the rear taillights to incorporate the reflector, so they're integrated. Uh, but the 68, all cars sold in the U.S. in 68, this was part of the 68 model year safety changes, which I think required a locking steering column for all cars sold in the U.S., and probably recessed switches and door pulls and stuff, so you, and uh, provisions for headrests as well on all cars for 68. Mm-hmm. So anytime you see a car with like that kind of stuff, that's in your, it, a good way to tell if it's a 68 is if it has that stuff. Uh, so yeah, side reflectors. So it's the only year of those cars with those. It's the last year of the short wheel The other thing they changed was the door handles. They went from a little delicate chrome jobby to a thing with a little bit of a guard on it to prevent people from accidentally pushing the door button without meaning to, because it's mm-hmm. got a little protecty thing around it.
0: And, uh, to, and describe the uh, how to spot short versus long wheelbase. Um, you can use
1: the the distance between the fender and the, tor- the wheel arch cutout and the f- torsion bar cover right ahead of the rear wheel, and also the shape of the rear lights and the fender contours a little bit different on the rear fenders.
0: But but for the torsion bar cover, it's just a little round like it's a little round a cover, yeah. Right, and, and it's, if it's
1: right up against the wheel arch, then it's a short wheelbase car, and if it, there's space behind it, then it's a long wheelbase car. Uh, and then those door handles that I described were used in '68 and '69 only. So if you're trying to identify the year of a car and you look at the door handle and you're like, okay, this door handle was only used in two years, '68 and '69, and one of them's a short wheelbase, and one's the other is a long wheelbase, then you can definitively identify a car with those door handles model year. Then in '70 they changed to the door handles, which were used all the way until the end of the '964, either chromed or later black painted. Uh, and so '69s are easy to tell because of the door handles, but that's kind of the only thing. '69 and uh, '69s plus the '70 '71s look the same besides the door handles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a, and then so the other thing that happens in '70 70 and '71, you know, they went to a 2.2 liter engine, but you can't tell that from the outside of the car, although. At the bottom of the rear windscreen, they originally all had a 2.2 sticker in a, like an outline of an engine uh, that sometimes people put on cars after the fact
0: or the originals have
1: disappeared. But that was no, the only car that ever got that sticker.
0: No change to the exhaust tips or anything. No, nope, you can tell the difference. Nope.
1: Mm. Uh, and what else? So if the car has round mirror, round exterior mirrors. This is a little market dependent, so it's not that reliable. But if it has round exter- one round exterior mirror, then you know it is at latest a 71 because they went to a rectangular mirror that was larger in 72. So then in 72, you have the exterior oil filler cap. This is going to be a really boring episode, isn't it? we've already committed ourselves to I, it uh, you
0: just you did this but no no no. this is i mean again if somebody wants to know these things you're listing them out for them yes That's the, for the three of you who do
1: for all three of us uh in 72 it has the exterior oil filler we've talked about why they moved that to,
0: you need to talk again because this might be somebody's first time ever okay. learning this
1: uh to they move the oil tank inside of the wheelbase mm-hmm. to improve weight distribution and then they put a filler an exterior filler for the oil tank on the right rear fender uh, and then people kept putting fuel in that instead of oil uh, and so they moved it again back to the original location in 73 so if it has a
0: right rear, rear flat that, like like that looks a like a door looks like a fuel
1: flip. door then that's a 72 mm-hmm. uh and then the 73 doesn't have that but the way that you tell a 73 from a 70 or 71 is because it has a rectangular exterior mirror and a lot of 73s although not all but most of them got black front horn grills and black badging mm. Uh, oh something else the the block badging which appeared in 68 67 was used continuously until 73 uh, and then the porsche letters become individual letters instead of one piece that's all connected to each other that go across the bottom of the engine lid
0: in 74
1: no in in s- they switch from a one piece porsche mm-hmm. to a individual letters mm-hmm. in 67 in 67 okay yes uh, and then if the badges are black and the horn grills are black uh, and the little strips around the turn signals front and rear are black, then it's a 73 if it's a long hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how you tell a 73, although some 73s do have chrome there. But if you see black, you know it's a 73 in that unless location. Unless somebody's put it back in. Yeah, unless this and is, is this all applies to cars that are not modified. Of mm-hmm. course, cars are modified Then people Anything mix goes. and match stuff all the time. And so this is one of the reasons why when I see a singer, sometimes I get sort of annoyed because there are little traits that they mash together on the same car that, you we're know, never that we're way. never all coexisting on the same car. And so it's like a weird mashup of characteristics pulled from various decades sometimes mm-hmm. uh, that makes it not look like an old car to me, mm-hmm. along with a lot of obviously other things like the size of the wheels.
0: Yeah, which they all to us just look like a Beetle.
1: Yes, I know. Uh, So these are all the long hood cars. The two major aesthetic differences are short and long wheelbase cars. Uh, And then in 74, you get the impact bumpers. We talked about why in 1974 you get uh, safety regulations in the Mm -hmm. United States that require the car to sustain a five mile per hour impact without sustaining any body damage. Uh, So Porsche's solution is to put the accordion bumpers, which are used... From seventy four to eighty nine. So if you see accordion bumpers, you're like, okay, the car's year lies mm. somewhere between seventy four and eighty
0: nine. And uh, for again, for those who are not watching, the difference between short or long hood is literally just the length of the front hood. Yeah, And it the, protruded further down on the early cars.
1: Yeah, and the type of turn signals that go lenses that go with that, they are you know cur- curved and sort of follow the contour of the body on the long hoods and they are inset into the impact bumpers on the, the impact bumper cars. And then the, the rear also is the first time you get the full width rear reflector on a 911 that had never been seen before until 74. Now we think of it as like a really iconic 911 trait, mm-hmm. but it was, it was brand new. 10 70, 74, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so then, okay, so impact bumper and then means you are in the 74 to 89 range. 74 to 77, they're all narrow-body cars. This is confusing because there's actually sort of three sort of widths of these cars. There is the narrow car, mm-hmm. which is was standard on all long hoods and was used on early impact bumper cars except for the Carreras. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's true in the 73 Carrera also. So the cars that have say Carrera on the side in big letters, those are all modeled after the '73 Carrera originally, and that those cars all have ducktails. tails. Uh, there were some Carreras made that don't have the side scripts. A lot of people add this the the Carrera scripts to cars that aren't you know actual Carreras because that was the hot race car that was
0: 2.7 liters and you know ended up being a very effective
1: race car, right. which um, is so.
0: For, for those of you who are just learning this, annoying that every 911 is now a Carrera.
1: Yes, for the first, um, until 84, when every 911 became known as a Carrera, Carrera was reserved, was basically the GT3 of its era. And this is true of 356s and it is true of 911s as well. Uh, and so in 73 was the first 911 Carrera, uh, model year 73. And this was a car that was built in order for Porsche to keep racing. So the, this is a very Pieckian, actually, we'll have a little Pieck sidebar here uh Porsche wanted to win Le Mans forever and ever and ever and the biggest cars that they had in terms of displacement that they were racing with were 3 liters up until when the 917 came out 917 came out in 69 uh and Porsche was finally like okay 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 we're going to try and win Le Mans because we won every other damn thing with our 3 liter cars but we just can't win it with uh with a 3 liter car even though we've tried and gotten quite close a couple of times uh and so Ferdinand Piech, who is now running the motorsports department at Porsche, says we got to do a clean sheet design of just basically what we would now think of as a prototype uh, in the sense that it's just very untethered and not restricted by category limits. And so this is a, I guess technically there was a five liter displacement limit, but obviously there's a huge difference between a three liter car and a five liter car. Uh, And this is what, you know, the big dogs were all running. Uh, And so they said, we got to come up with a car that displaces that kind of displacement. That means it's got to have more than six cylinders. They were running three-liter, eight-cylinder cars, uh, so they made a flat 12. And it was deeply expensive. The car was wildly sophisticated, and once they figured out how to manage the aerodynamics of the car so that it was drivable at high speed, uh, the car was like basically unbeatable. And Ferrari was a little bit on the back foot when Porsche came out with this thing, and so the Ferrari's equivalent, the 512, was never really anywhere close for the most part to the 917s uh and so they won them all twice with the car and then for 72 or 73 they went back to a three liter limit and so the 917 became useless it was no longer competitive and so ferry porsche is like what the fuck we spent this huge pile of money we did one win them all twice but this was a deeply expensive endeavor to win them all twice and ferry porsche was Pretty cheap, and Ferdinand Piech is like, spend whatever it takes mm-hmm. to pulverize everyone. <laughs> uh, and so, this is what leads to this I think it was 1970. Uh, there was like a family meeting, knockdown, dragout, where the Porsche family is like, no more Porsche people can have management roles at Porsche. We will hire people like a real company who are professionals who do jobs like CEO and management roles. Uh, instead of having all this family familial infighting right. between, you know, Fairy Porsche and his nephew. Oh, and didn't Pieck
0: take Fairy I think Pieck cheated it took it fucked Fairy Porsche's wife or something and then married her. Like it it, it was bad. It wasn't uh, just like a little bit of let's wow. of like T V drama. Like it was genuinely cousins at each other's throats.
1: Yes. That, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's bad news. Um, so this is why Piëch leaves and eventually ends up at Audi and Volkswagen. This is why, uh, Porsche's, uh, uh son, Alexander Porsche, Bootsy, uh, starts Porsche design. So when you see luggage and pens and shit with Porsche on it, it's his son's company that he started as a result after he left Porsche, the car maker, because he designed the 911, mm-hmm. the, the aesthetics of the 911. And so that company was founded as as a result of ferry Porsche being like, everybody out, mm-hmm. you know, I'm turning this car around and we're all going home <laughs> uh, is effectively what yeah. happened. Uh, and so the Carrera RS, the reason why the Carrera RS relates to that is that was what they were left with after the 917 became um, no longer competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, well, we have the 911, I guess we can go racing with that. Uh, and so they made the hottest 911 they could and then homologated, sold, sold, them to the public, in uh, they they had to build 500 of them, and they're like, this car is so iconic now, and it is, I think, unequivocally not unequivocally, I think to me it is the best driving 911. It is the 911 I most enjoy driving. Is the 73 Carrera, uh, and so. They created it basically being like, okay, we're gonna give it a little more displacement, more aggressive cams, and like sort of just hot it up as much as we can, and then hope we can sell 500 of them so we can go racing with this thing. You know, it's a road car derived car, but we'll do the best we can. And, you know, and then it, of course, against all odds, beats some prototypes and and you know, I think it's Sebring when it first raced, and then it won the Targa Florio against like full on prototypes. Like think about that for a mm-hmm. moment. Now, if a 911 derived car went out and just
0: was like beating LMP cars at races. I mean, it's sort of it's almost believable because 911's race history at this yes. point is just so ridiculously good. Yeah. But yeah, that's, a, that's So
1: that was that's why the 911 RS was such a legend. And they were like, I hope they made it 10% more expensive than the 911 S and they said, "I hope we can sell 500 of these things." Mm-hmm. And they made executives promise to buy some of them because they were worried about not selling 500 of them, but they like sold out instantly at the Paris Auto Show in 72 when it came out. And then they made five hundred more of them because there was so much demand, and then they made five hundred more after that because there was so much demand, even though they made the car for a
0: few months only. History repeating itself and with the nine eleven R and the 911. Yes, yes exactly.
1: And so these cars, you know, are now five, six, seven hundred thousand um, dollars, and you know, against the 911 S, which is one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's you know twice as much money now. Uh, So anyway, that's where the Carrera thing first appeared in 911 land. And then they basically, when the impact bumper cars came out, they kept making the same car, same engine, same everything. It just got impact bumpers in 74. And those cars are known as the MFI uh,
0: cars. Mechanical fuel injection. Yeah,
1: mechanical fuel injection. Because at the same time in the U.S. market, MFI was too dirty to meet U.S. regulations. So they sold the same car in the U.S., but with the regular 911 engine with CIS instead, with the the Bosch continuous injection system. Uh, And so the Euro 74 and U.S. 74 cars are quite different, which is why they're valued so differently.
0: Just fuel injection or cams and you know, uh, probably state of tune like also? yeah,
1: state of tune is less. I mean, one of them is a 2.7 liter mm-hmm. car making 210 horsepower, and the other is a 2.7 liter car making like 170 horsepower. So, like substantially different character uh, in those cars. Mm-hmm. And so, those cars were sold in '74 and '75 uh, in both the U.S. and Europe, in with the different fuel injection system. But they look the same. They both have impact bumpers. They both have carrera scripts. They both have tails on them. 74 is a ducktail, 75 is the Carrera whale tail. So that's the first time the whale tail appears on a road car, which is the sort of precursor to the 930 turbo T-tray tail. Uh, so if you see a car that says Carrera on it and it's a real car, it's either a 73, 74, or 75, and they did make 113 of them in '76 for Europe only. Mm. So it could be a '76. And then you can tell a '73, '74. You can tell '73 because it's a long hood. You can tell '74 because it's got impact bumpers and a ducktail, and then '75 and the '76s that they made will have a whale tail. Okay. Uh, so that's the Carrera thing, and then the Carrera gets basically replaced by the Turbo when it comes out as the top of the top drawer 911. Uh, that was how it the model line kind of fit together. Uh so 74, 75, 76, 77 are all uh impact bumper cars that are narrow. The Carreras have wider rear flares to accommodate actually a nine inch wheel will fit under there, but the from the factory they were
0: usually uh eights. Same body, just different fender bolted
1: on. Yeah, same. Okay. It's not bolted. Well, the 73s and 74s were butt welded. Um which is like they cut off the f- f- wheel arch and then welded a new one on, and then partway through, they uh, started making a whole fender in that dimension because they realized they were going to have to build a substantial number of these things. Uh, so in, so you can tell a Carrera with, because it has the flares, and then otherwise, non-Carrera cars have the narrow back end, uh, which was used until 77. Um, the... God, this is so monotonous. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. All
0: right. Turbos used narrow. No,
1: turbos are all the big flares. Okay.
0: So bigger than. Carrera. Bigger so than the carrera the Because
1: front and rear flares. These are the crazy looking, really like just outrageous. Those are very easy to recognize. Uh, and this was, you know, pioneered by the race cars. This was pioneered by the naturally aspirated three liter Carrera, which they made 55 of, I think for street cars. But that was actually the first place that those big flares appeared. Uh for road cars and then they used it on the rsr the 73 rsr as well and that was just to fit more tire Uh, and so uh how do we tell the 70 all the mid-years 74 to 77 apart 74s there's like very small things like there's this dark blue upholstery that's almost black that was only used in 74 uh if there's chrome trim on the fog lights if the car has fog lights then that's a 74 also uh if the, the you no know, they did this kind of continuously. They used Chrome actually and even until the SC. So that's the Chrome window trims will potentially also start to be an indicator. Then in seventy-five they painted the side mirrors black. Seventy-six a new mirror appears, which is used from 76 to uh ninety-one. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so cool. 76
1: to 91. Uh, and usually if a car only has one exterior mirror, although this depends on market, but certainly for if it's a US car, if it only has one exterior mirror, it's probably a 76 uh, or 77. So if you see the later style mirror, the flag mirror, people call it, mm-hmm. with that has a its painted body color and it has a black rubber trim around the trailing edge of it, that appears in 76. So 76, 77, I think those, are the, I mean, going off the top of my head, they're visually identical to each and, other?
0: But 78 required both mirrors? 78
1: in the US, usually they get two mirrors. This is when the SC appears. The big dif- di- differentiator for 78 is they those f- rear flares that were f- uh, previously restricted to the Carrera are now standard on all cars. To the medium body. Yeah, so this speak. is medium body, but this becomes the default for all 911s until the 993 comes out, uh, is this rear flare that accommodates a nine inch rear wheel. Uh, and so, 78 to 83, they all kind of look the same for reasons that we discussed in the previous 911 episode, which is that they were just running the car out while the 928 was supposed to take its place. And so, they didn't really develop the car. Mm-hmm. And so, that's probably the longest period of no meaningful changes. Um, is this period, although the early SCs are a little different from the later SCs? They did some color palette changes. There's this interior color called Cork which is like a very rich saddle tan brown color, Mm. kind of orangey. And, And that was used probably until 80. And then they switched to a sort of more, I don't know, tan, like gray, beige-ish color uh, then. And so if it has the beige interior, then it's probably an 80 or later.
0: But if it's got a 911 SC badge on it, because the, the SCs were all badged SCs, As 911 SCs, I said correct. I 78 on.
1: 78 to
0: 83, yes. Um, and then th- were there functional changes with the engines? Didn't they have thermal reactors early that became they
1: went to a three liter engine then. Okay. So I, d- I have sort of left out the displacement changes that occurred because we talked about them before. But the SC goes to a three liter engine, but still with S. With a CIS. CIS,
0: and cats not a thermal and reactor. And
1: cats, okay. correct. And uh, the other thing, a that, cat or two cats? One, one. Because there's a collector, the the heat exchanger, the exhaust travels towards the front of the, front car, of the car, and, and it goes into a single pipe, and then it goes into the cat, which goes inside of the left fender to the muffler, which is just behind which the license
0: plate. Gives it a deeply uneven uh, exhaust runner length between the two banks, which is why they don't scream. Yeah, they burble. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Correct. And this is true on all U.S., actually all uh, 911s until the end of the 964 in 1994. Uh, And so U.S. cars all have fog lights, SCS all -hmm. have fog lights, and the fog lights are attached to the front valence, but they stick out from it. And then when the Carrera 3.2 comes out in 84, then they're recessed. So if you see fog lights that are recessed, then you know the car is 84 to 89. This is assuming it's an impact bumper car. But if you see them standing proud or sort of attached to the outside of the valence, then you know it's a uh, SC SC or earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these were optional. Fog lights were optional in European markets. So it's a little hard. Are to there are no tell. other
0: external visual differences between an SC. So, a Carrera, you kind of skipped over there a little bit. So, SC went through eighty three, and then eighty four became Carrera three point two, which correct. was which went until eighty nine, right? Which was not really a Carrera, right? No, and, this and is in the, the time set, that they one. turned
1: Carrera into the regular base model right. car for whatever reason.
0: Um, and a and it went to Elmotronic. Motronic, barn door, yes. right? Fuel injection, when the, and when the 3.2 comes out, correct? Okay, but no other visual differences between, uh, between the those SC. Two cars, then,
1: yeah. um, not an early, not an early three two. We'll no. get into some of the differences that changed during the three two. I should also refer to some of the differences that exist in the SC. There is, there was a point where they sort of facelifted the interior of the SC, which I think is kind of partway through eighty, if I remember correctly. And so, uh, the this was the thing that happened, I think, globally, which is that they standardized the marking on instruments of, and switches of cars. And so, you know, everybody knows what the high beam logo on a dashboard light looks like. and before that, everyone was kind of doing their own thing. And so if you recognize the symbols as being ones that we use today, then it's an 80 or later SC. Uh, and if it has kind of different, like the the cigarette lighter one, for example, is a, is like a Zippo with the, mm-hmm. the cap flipped open, as opposed to like a cigarette with smoke coming off of it, which is what we use now. And the rear defroster. Switch, I mean,
0: every one of them is different. It should be a Valentine one <laughs> radar detector that we have. No one uses a, no one lights cigarettes anymore. Yes. Yeah. But um, it, uh, yeah, now sometimes it just says 12V on the little plastic yeah, thing instead yeah. of the, lighter that goes what about didn't weren't 80 and 81 car us cars 85 mile an hour yes, speedometer that's
1: another way to tell if you can see the speedometer uh and they changed the seat design slightly so the other thing that when the long the the uh long hood ended they went from uh, to the tombstone seat this is the seat with the integral headrest that is tall as opposed to like a little low seat with a headrest maybe attached to the top depending on what year it is so, yes, that, so tombstone that started 74 Yes. And went all the way through? No, they facelifted that seat okay. in, in the partway through SC. Um, and the sports seats will have a hinge that go extends like halfway up the seat as opposed to just being attached to the bottom of the seat. Hmm. I'll insert this. Yeah. And plus the cork interior color uh so that's a way to tell an early sc from a late sc they also gained the the horizontal stitching pattern on the headrests when they did that seat change mm-hmm. so that's how you tell a late sc from an early it's actually you can see that from the outside of the car too so that's a little bit definitive
0: for it's interesting uh, that seat design carried all the way through 996 no it's, they it was, changed it was a slightly it, different design but the same sort of tombstone oh the tombstone
1: yeah. form factor yes
0: right through 993 right I mean, through 996 and honestly up beyond that yeah Ooh.
1: Uh, but then they changed the seat design again for '85, so that so '80 so Carrera 32s are actually there's a way to tell almost every year of them apart. Uh, although '87 and '89 kind of look the same, but uh, they they got rid of the SC seat after the '84 model year. So if you see a Carrera 32, which means it has the recessed fog lights with the early style seat, you know it's an '84. Uh, And then in 85, they changed the seat to the design, which was used all the way through the 964, and that is a little neater, and it's got a rounded shape to the cutout, and it doesn't have the horizontal pleating or stitching, whatever, at the top of the headrest. Uh, And then 80, between 85 and 86, they changed the dashboard to one with larger vents in it that are square uh, or rectangular instead of being angled. Uh, And so that's the first year of the new dash. So if you see the new dash, uh, then you know it's an 86 or later Carrera 3.2. And then in 87, they introduced the G50 transmission, which does not produce any exterior changes. However, the shifter looks different. If it looks like dumb and short and squat and fat, then it's an early car. Uh, and if it looks sort of slimmer, then it's a then it's a G fifty car and then inside rev- the car. Reverse move too, right? Reverse mm-hmm. moved from the bottom right corner below fifth to next to first, like a BMW. Mm-hmm. And the exterior change that goes with the G fifty uh, is the R- Porsche reflector on the back of the car had big black letters that went the full width of the reflector uh, until eighty six. And then in 87, the letters became sort of like the same color as the reflector. So they're much more subtle. Uh, and they also are shorter because they put space for an integrated rear fog light, which never was available in the US, but in Europe it was. Uh, and so the the word Porsche takes up a lot, doesn't go the full width of the back of the reflector anymore because they made space for rear fog lights. So if you see that all red rear reflector, then you know the car is in 87, 88 or 89. Uh, this applies to the 930 as well. And this is interesting because the 930 was absent from the U.S. market uh, from uh, 80 to 85. There were it's, no U.S. turbos. Yeah, 930 meaning turbo for Yes, us. 930 means turbo. Uh, so the
0: US, U.S. got turbos in 74? No,
1: 76, 77, 78, 79.
0: Okay, those were all four speeds. They are all right?
1: four speeds. And they are all, the, the 75 sorry, 76 and 77 are Mm non-intercooled, and they're three liters. And so that means that it has the whale tail, which is the one that sort of curves up at the back. And then to make room for the intercooler, they changed the tail design for 78, 79, when they went to a 3.3 intercooled car. So if it's a turbo and it has the early style rear wing, you know it's a 76 or 77. They were actually badged as turbo hyphen Carrera in 76, 77 in the US market, I think. I don't know if they did that in other markets. Uh, and so then if you see the intercooler tail then, but, but the SC style separate fog lights, mm-hmm. then you know, it's a 78 or 79 cause it has the old style fog lights, but an intercooler, the tail that goes mm-hmm. with the intercooler. Uh, and then I think partway through they, they changed the headliner from white to black. So in 70, if it's a 79, it'll have a black headliner. I think that some 78s also have black headliners, but if you see the white headliner, it's pro and it's an intercooler car, you know, it's probably 78. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. And those cars are all badged as turbo only. Mm. And then no turbo eighty to eighty five. And so what we got in the US during this period starting in eighty-four with when the Career 3.2 came out was we got a turbo look which is the turbo flares and the, usually the turbo tail. That's this option code M491. Uh, and it has a turbo suspension and brakes, but no turbo engine. And this was basically people who wanted something that looked like the turbo in the 80s when everyone's all about, you know, Miami Vice and Testarossos and stuff. You know, at least you get the looks of the turbo, even if it doesn't have the turbocharged Took engine. The <laughs> uh, have yes. <laughs> without the lag. Yes, without the lag. It's actually the better car, in my opinion, is, a, is the turbo look. Uh, and so those cars appear in 84, 85. They sold them all the way through 89, but they started selling a lot less of them when the turbo came back to the U.S. market for 86. Uh, And then, so then, if you see the car with a turbo with recessed fog lights, you know that it's an 86 to 89. And if it has black Porsche letters on the reflector on the back, then you know it's an 86. Mm. And then if it doesn't, then you know it's an 87, 87 88, or 89. The 89 only turbo is five speeds. So if you can see the interior and see the shifter, and if it's the slimmer looking one, then it's an 89. And if it's the doofy looking one and it has the red reflector, then you know it's an 87 87 or 88. 88. Exactly. Oh my God. So, and then, uh, so then, oh, we should talk about headlights as well for the US market. For the US market, uh, initially they had a sealed beam headlight behind a glass cover, uh, and as is the case with Jaguar E types and many other cars, headlight covers become illegal for the partway through 67 for the U.S. market because I think probably shit was getting in there, condensation and dirt and stuff, and it was making the headlights as effective. So the U.S. solution is we're going to use standard sealed beam headlights because that had been around since I think the early 60s or maybe even the late 50s. Uh, I think it might have been the 40s. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I think so. Uh, so. the they remove the headlight cover and create what's called a sugar scoop headlight, which is not very attractive. Um, and that was used continuously from 68, 60, maybe 67, late 67s, uh, until 85. And this is the same time that everybody else is able to do their dedicated headlight changes. You know, you get the Ford Taurus, and this happens with uh, Thunderbirds and Mercedes when... 26s mm-hmm. and 124s and 190 all of them mercedes line basically uh and all the other companies you know aero headlights appear for 86 mm-hmm. and so the same thing happened to the 911 they got rid of the sugar scoops and replaced it with a headlight that looks a lot closer to the euro headlight but it has little aiming nipple things that mm-hmm. stick out of it uh and those are called h5s as opposed to h4s which is what the u the euro cars are called when you're in porsche land you're talking about h4 euro headlights versus h5
0: is h5 a bulb probably
1: Yeah, it uses a different connector that's rounded uh, on the back instead of the square ones that H4s
0: have. Interesting. I I don't think I've ever heard of an H5 bulb. So I wonder if that 9005. Um, Maybe. and they just called it H5. Yeah. And They're
1: called H5s for US cars yeah, and these were used through the end of the 964. Hmm. So if you see a car with sugar scoops, that's the other thing, then you know it's an 80, a 3.2 with sugar scoops because it has the flush fog lights, then you know that it's an 84 or 85 and then you look at the headrests on the seats and then you're like, okay, it's an 84 or it's an 85 based on which seats it has. Um, okay, so then in 87 you have, uh, yeah, so all every time you see H5s, you know the car is a G50 car mm-hmm. because they made the change for, to H5. No, that's not true. No, no. Sorry, because you had H, H5s in H5s 86. Came in 86, but the transmission
0: yes. did not go until 87.
1: Yeah, or they might have kept sugar scoops in '86 on U.S. cars. This is something I should know. But <gasps> don't. I'm oh my sorry. god, scandal! I because I'm almost always when I see H5s, I always think it's a G50 car. So they mm-hmm. might have actually kept the H the the sugar scoops in '86 for, for one U.S. More cars, year. possibly. Yeah.
0: Okay. TBC. So somebody in the comments who oh has is the original owner of a 1986 Porsche 911. Is yeah, you picture? can maybe comment on whether yeah.
1: H5s were actually used in '86 for U.S. cars. Okay, so then '87, the Chimsel. Is, oh, that's the other thing. Chimsel is, is standard in '86. '86, yeah. yes. So center high-mounted stoplight, CHM. center high-mounted stoplight, third brake light, mm-hmm. in other words. Uh, so in '87, the Chimsel is at the bottom of the rear windscreen, mm-hmm. and in '86 uh, also, right? Yes, in '86, okay. but you can already you can definitively tell because the reflector with color letters, uh, if they're black, that's right.
0: Okay, so if it's got a Chimsel and it's, and, and it's the got red black, it's 86. Yes. if it's Chimsel and red Porsche script, uh, Porsche in the in the cross thingy whatever the reflector fuck it's called the reflector thing, thing. Yeah. it's an 87
1: if it's at the bottom of the rear windscreen yes so yeah if the, if chimsel, the chimsel at the bottom right. then they moved it up i think in 88 this is like from a decade ago so i might have this wrong but the position of the chimsel in the rear window tell on a g50 car tells you what year it is and i believe they moved it up in 88 or 89 i think to it's the 88 the to window. the top of the rear window instead gotcha. of the bottom of the rear window because okay. it's much more out of the way uh, and then in 89, the, for the U.S., the standard rear wheel width goes up an inch to eight inches. But you're um, not going to be able to see but that. But you problem. can't really tell that. Uh, Will the tire size go to like 205s prob- at that point? Uh, they're probably 225s. Mm. Uh, and then the nine-inch wheel, which was used on the turbo in the back, Uh, you can tell that uh, if it has a little recess around the lug nuts. That's how you tell an 8-inch from a 9-inch wheel. So you can tell an 8-inch from a 9-inch, but the 7 from the 8 is a little harder to tell.
0: That's what she said.
1: Yes, (laughs) it is. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's it for the impact bumper cars. Okay. And then the 964 comes out, and that's an 89. in 89, Carrera 4 coupe only in 89. Four only. Carrera four only. So there was only one 964 initially available that came out for 89 model year. Those cars have no airbags. And so they don't have the the lower knee padding on the dashboard and they have a no airbag and the glove box is in the same place in the middle of the dash instead of below the dash. Basically they came up with this new knee pad lower dash thing to add space for the glove box below the area where the airbag now lives instead of the glove box. Hmm. So it has this sort of curved thing under the dash that looks more like a modern. That know, wasn't, it wasn't for crash safety? Uh, I mean, in some sense, it was since it was created for it to accommodate the airbag. I guess.
0: Huh. Interesting, because Mercedes at the time when the, yes, if the they cars added, got airbags, they got knee bolsters. Yeah, and it was sort of SRS supplemental, supplemental restra- right? So if you system. didn't have an air, if you didn't wear your seatbelt, the Airbag would restrain your upper body, and, and the then the knee, knee bolster, bolster thing would prevent right. you from going so underneath the airbag. A, exactly. I don't know.
1: Maybe it was, okay. uh, but it was. It also added space for a glove box.
0: E thirties did the same thing, and E30's this is. So. I wonder if, yeah, that a, yeah. if that was a if that was a solution that all the you know if all the Germans did it. Then as it must part of have, the SRS,
1: right. yeah. Uh, this is less. Tr- this is not true in Europe because airbags were optional in European right. cars. So this, even
0: Volkswagen did that. The late Cabriolets have a lower knee bolster also. Huh. On both sides, so I bet it was a requirement for anti the airba- airba- on, airbag, yeah. airbag yep. thing. Interesting. Uh, so, if you see a nine
1: sixty four that doesn't have an airbag in the U.S., then you know that it's an eighty nine, uh, or the airbag was removed. But you can mm-hmm. tell by the shape of the dashboard, lower, lower dash, the knee bolster thing. Uh, the other thing that's unique to eighty nine career fours is that the there is a little area for two switches, up to two switches in front of the shifter in 964s. They're circular and you turn them. Uh, if the car has is a Carrera 4 but only has one switch there, then it is an 89 because normally the two switches control uh, the locking differential mm-hmm. and the rear wing. In 89, there was no rear wing switch there. There was a switch mm. under the engine lid to manually control the rear wing instead. So you had to open the engine lid to put the rear wing up if you wanted to, I don't clean or maintain or whatever it was. And then they put an interior switch in starting in 90. Mm. So Carrera 2s have one switch there because it's for the rear wing only because there's no locking differential. And then Carrera 4s will have two if it's a 90 or later, because Mm -hmm. one's for the locking differential and the other's for the uh, rear wing. Uh, And so then these cars have 16-inch design 90 wheels, they're called. They're kind of doofy-looking. They're something that they were also used uh, on 944s, and then there's kind of a similar-looking version of that wheel that was used by Volkswagen on the Cabrios. The late Cabrios Mm -hmm. is this alloy wheel with sort of Mm half-moon-shaped holes in it. Uh, And so you see a car with the flag mirrors and the design 90 wheels, you know it's an 89, 90, or 91, Mm -hmm. uh, assuming it's a narrow body, naturally aspirated car. Because in 91, the new turbo comes out and it has the aero mirrors, which look like the 993 mirrors and the 959 mirrors. And you get the cup wheels, which are the five spoke wheels, which are, I think, much more attractive. Uh, And so the 3.3 liter turbo has those wheels in the US market for 91 and 92. Uh, and those wheels were unique to the Turbo 91, and then they were put as an option on all 911s starting in 92. And then you get the aero mirrors at the same time in 92. Okay. So you get aero mirrors 92, 93,
0: 94 uh, on the 964. What about the naturally aspirated 91, 90s? So that, do, you, do we get a two wheel drive from 90? Yes. Okay. In
1: 1990, you get the full model line. So okay. you get Targa, Cabrio, Coupe two or four-wheel drive, and then the Tiptronic is available on the two-wheel drive cars only. Okay, uh, and but starting 90, why no 89 cars? Well, 89 was still the last year of the Carrera 3.2, but I think they wanted to get the the new 964 out as mm. quickly as possible, and the party piece that, of that car, the really it's big four differentiator drive. was four-wheel drive. And power steering. Yes, right, which was standard on all of them except for the uh, RSs. Mm. Uh, so, in 90 you the full model line appears it's kind of like i don't know what half model year where you only get like right the, so it was late it probably came in late yeah, anyway they, yeah i think they production probably started in july of 89 so the only cars that are 89s would be like the summer cars that were made between like june or whatever they started mm-hmm. and the summer shutdown yeah. uh so those will be the 89 964s yeah and then we talked about aero mirrors appear in 92 Uh, And then there's the RS America, which is their effort to create a cheaper 911. It's funny because, you know, this is the same thing that happened with the Speedster. We've talked about this before. The Speedster was basically the original Speedster in the 1950s was a car created to be as cheap as possible so they could start to get some sales from cheap sports cars like MGs and Triumphs. Uh, so they took all the stuff out of the car to make it cheaper to make and then sell it for a lower price. Anyway, the America RS was the same deal. They, they wanted to get... The base price of the car was like 54 9 which was like, I think, $10,000 less than a regular Carrera 2, uh, especially during uh, the recession mm-hmm. when in the early 90s. And so they're like, how do we move more units in the US? Let's make a cheaper car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they took the power steering out. They took the leather seats out. They took the back seats out. Um, I don't know. They put standard sports suspension on them and they put their fixed rear wing on the car uh, as well. I mean, you got to remember, the car's is 27,
0: cheaper. 28 years old at this point. Yes. right. I mean, it's had, yes. okay, it had a little two-inch wheelbase stretch and all the rest of the stuff, but it's the same car.
1: Yeah, the 964 mm-hmm. change was the biggest change for sure that had happened to the 911. At that point, you get McPherson struts and power steering and ABS uh, as standard equipment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the claim was that 80-something percent of the car was new. It has a new 3.6 liter engine with right. twin plug ignition. I mean, s- substantive mechanical and cosmetic changes.
0: Upgrades, but not really. I mean, the doors to carry over, the windows carry yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, it's the same I mean, it's chassis. The same
1: they, they re-engineered the whole front of the car body shell, actually, to accommodate four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. And so the trunk shape is very different on a 964 from a Carrera 3.2 because the
0: whole front of the car has to make room for the uh, differential and axles. Didn't the Volkswagen Beetle switch to uh, McPherson's strut front suspension in 1972 with the Super Beetle? I just would like to point that out. Yes. And I mean, those cars that they started, they're the same lineage, right? It's the same car. We know this, right? Let's be honest about this. But VW switched to a coil (laughs) spring (laughs) over a shock. McPherson strut in 72, Mm -hmm. and it took Porsche 20 more years. Yes. Uh, That's hilarious. 17, but yes. A car, And then we're like, shit, it's so old. We have to pull the seats out and get yeah. these people to buy. It. I mean, that's just nuts. Yes. Today, what we think about today and, you know, in terms of Porsche's powerhouse of yes. product planning and, and, and engineering, engineering resources. And like, yeah, this was the same car for 30 years. Yeah, I mean, years. they just
1: kept warming stuff up. Yep. For sure. But the dynamically they were as entertaining as they ever were. And I, I talked about in the other nine eleven episode about how they were just adding stuff in various places. Um,
0: like spoiler buttons and spoiler buttons, buttons, electric buttons. mirrors and air
1: yeah. conditioning and HVAC. Oh, there was a big rationalization of the HVAC system also when the nine sixty four came out as computer controlled. It had a bunch of like sort of computer monitoring systems, like check control type stuff that appears. So the is ABS this, sensors and
0: is this still Barn Door uh transaction?
1: Yes. Uh, except for the turbo, which was still using CIS. No shit. Yes, the the all the single turbo cars, uh, which would be through the end of the Turbo 360, end of the 964, mm-hmm. used uh, CIS. So it's the last car to use CIS.
0: What year was that? 94. 94. Mm-hmm. So that's one year after Mercedes finally gave up on it.
1: Yes, in 93 uh, for the US 300 SL. Right.
0: That's insane.
1: Uh, yeah so
0: uh so it's crazy see. to think that the most you know porsche yes porsche at that point and their turbo the turbo the mm-hmm. absolute flat top was the line was the still running last CIS. car to run a 1960s when did I start 60 72 uh, no so early late 60s early 70s porsche started in
1: 73 but i think it debuted in volvo or mercedes First, yeah,
0: late 60s, early 70s. Either yes. way, though, this yeah. is now a very old technology. It's funny mm-hmm. that the flagship is the one, much like Mercedes. The well, it's because they V12. were using the same engine.
1: Yes, yes, with and right. the, the that old five speed transmission, which they kept around for much too long, exactly. Uh, I think it's probably a low volume car where they're just like, ah, exactly. good enough.
0: Good, well, yeah. The amount of money to re engineer the entire fuel injection system for a low volume cars wouldn't be worth it.
1: Yeah. There's other funny little things like that. Like uh, the Diablo is the last dog leg car, mm. I think, because everyone else had moved to six speeds. Until? The Last dog leg five speed car, right. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Until the uh, seven Because everyone eight, else had eight, started yeah, using every six speeds. Ounce, yeah. Uh, Ferrari started using six speeds in 92 when the 456 came out. Uh, so let's see. So that's takes us through the end of the 964. There was also the America RS, which was a basically an M491 Cabriolet. So it's a turbo look convertible. So it has the turbo flares and body, but it's a naturally aspirated, uh, Cabriolet. And then there was also this thing, but no, but no rear wing. This was an option code that would have previously been called M470. M470 is a turbo look car without the tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me is the way to get these cars. And then they made a Career 4 wide body in 94 only, which was available in the US. This is like a regular car. And then in Europe, it was a Jubilee edition, which was available in either silver or uh, purple uh, to celebrate 30, the 30th anniversary of the 911. Mm-hmm. That was a Europe only car. But we got the back, basically the same car, but it didn't come in the special colorways. And it was just called a Career 4 wide body in ninety four, this is a predecessor of what became the queer four with the nine ninety three coming out uh, subsequently. Okay, so then the nine ninety three comes out. It has completely 95. you know ninety five model year right. for the U S. It has the new styling, which everyone pretty much agrees is the best
0: looking air cooled nine eleven. Basically, what well, it was just the, the same design, just modernized.
1: Yeah, right? new, f- new new fenders, fenders for the first time, or f- first time you know since the impact bumper cars raised the bumper height up uh front and
0: rear effectively fully integrated aero look bumpers that actually follow the contours of the the car
1: and the sort of headlights are squished back more the wipers move closer together uh the the point where they mount to the cowl uh let's see six-speed transmission a new multi-link rear suspension as well instead of a trailing arm setup And uh, in 95 only, these are OBD1 cars, the coupes have a chimsel, which looks like a little basket handle that is raised. And then on the convertible, they use this throughout the production run of the 993 because there's no rear window to mount the chimsel in. And then in 96, they move the chimsel to the top of the rear window uh, on 993. So if you see a coupe with the basket handle chimsel, then you know it's a 95. Uh, And then I think that that the 96s, 97s, and the 98s, what few they made, uh, all basically look the same. 96, the the 4S, the wide-body car, appears. Uh, And this car is, again, this is the same turbo-look formula. It's the turbo brakes and suspension, wide-body, naturally aspirated engine. That was available for four-wheel drive only. And then later, a year later, they come out with the two-wheel drive version, which uh, does not have the turbo brakes but, uh, but it does the have the wide, wide body.
0: body. Correct. So that is your year-by-year year spotter's guide. And then 98, we made a handful of cars. 98 was a really handful was of cars.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, I've seen 98 Cabriolets and Turbo S was was 98 only. I guess we could talk about the turbos uh twin turbos appear for the first time and turbo is by default four-wheel drive for the first time with the 993 and so that car was really like 959 for the masses because it had four-wheel drive and twin turbos uh which were the sort of really exciting technical bits of the 959 just a decade later Mm -hmm. with almost identical performance uh as well uh and then the turbo s was a they got 24 horsepower more from somewhere and it has four exhaust pipes and it has the 959 style fender vents and like a two level rear wing and different projector fog lights and a little lower front valence thing and they made like 181 of those and they're very expensive but probably not worth the cost premium of a regular 993 turbo and so that to me is like there's a big dichotomy between the uh, 964 turbo and the 993 turbo because they are so technically different, mm-hmm. even though one is 94, they're both 3.6 liters, but one of them is twin turbos, one of them has CIS, the other one has modern fuel injection, and then one is rear wheel drive, and the other is four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. And so the nine, six, the five speed, you know, turbo, the five speed single turbo cars, which would be 89, 90, 91, 92, and 94, and if they made any 93s, uh, those cars, are considered to be the, like, death cars, (laughs) you know, spicy death cars, Mm. which would be maybe more exciting for the traditional enthusiast because you have single turbo lag uh, and you don't have four-wheel drive. Mm. And so if I had, someone said, you had to have a 911 turbo, which one would you choose? For me, it's a 36964, but it's a single turbo rear-wheel drive Mm. car, personally. Uh, And that, yeah, that takes us through the year-by-year. So, Uh, then now you go to like a Porsche weenie meet and I can walk around if the car is not modified and someone points me at a car, then I can generally tell within a few years what year the car is. You now know pretty much everything. Uh, Well, I've been told everything. I don't know if I
0: know that I can't absorb it. I mean, it's, that's a lot uh, to come in. You should come up with a matrix. Where you just sort of it's like an if-then decision tree. Well, yeah, or just even like you know the old uh, the eighties brochures where they would have the options and like the solid dot and the and the black dot, and so you could just go through like, okay, well, it doesn't have this bumper, this whatever, blah blah blah. Therefore, it has to be an eighty-seven. You could patent that, and people would pay you dozens of cents for that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And uh, you should do a quiz at the end of this episode in. I'm making more work for you. You should just put random pictures of cars and people can stop it. Uh, stop the, the the YouTube feed and look at it and decide what it is. And then right before it switches to the next one as a caption, you can put what year it is. Hmm. Um, you should I do would, that. Okay. Should I, do that. I'll see if I, I can. enjoy
1: walking around Porsche shows with people and them, especially if the owner mm-hmm. is next to the mm-hmm. car uh and then of course oh, you look at
0: your 89 how'd you know that well
1: with 17 digit vins also you can positively that's confirm cheating well i mean you guess and then you look at
0: the vin okay in the in through the window yeah. h it's a 1987 yeah how do we know these things yes cool. okay well now now you know you know or something now you know how to tell how to look at an air-cooled 911 and tell what year it is
1: approximately unless it's an sc then it's a little tough but you can get and it, the 964 range okay. is a little it's, it's tougher, also. Cool. Uh, uh,
0: next, I'm week, sorry. My condolences for conveying <laughs> all that information, burdening you all with that. Next week on the Curmudgeon Show, we go through the ingredients of Derek's. I see. <laughs> Pseudo la I'm just totally kidding. Thank you for that. I'm sure people will appreciate it. It's, it will be the it'll be the lowest
1: performing episode at the beginning, and then if it's around long enough, then it might potentially just as people reconsume stuff, then it might end up reasonable. Being the
0: second lowest performing. I'm totally totally. Oh, We're not yeah. doing this for the for the numbers. We're doing this for the love of
1: for the passion of um, of autism. Hashtag never stop. <laughs> Autoism. <laughs> yes. Hashtag
0: never stop driving and all that. Great. Uh, cool.
1: Thanks for joining us. Next, next, next week will be spicier. We promise. We'll
0: find it hopefully. Let's do a whole episode on Spotters Guide year by year on Chiracos.
1: Is there a year by year of variation?
0: Probably. I don't know these things. I'm not you. <laughs>